Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked and Joel and Kate at 8.03. So we're not too bad. We, uh, we we did all right this week, Kate. We made it on time. We did it four weeks in a row. We're, I we're know. on a roll. When do we get our medal? Uh, shortly after CM Punk uh, gets past his first match in WWE. Okay, so six months from now? Because I'm, I'm hoping this isn't going to be like a... A dragged out thing of a jig. You know what I mean? Can't, I mean? can't do it anymore. Can you wait a month? No, get it done. You, what do you want to do? The, the I don't, I don't, um, well, do you want to do your intro thing and then we'll talk about the shit? Nah. Hello, friends. We're back again. We did that. Get into your chats. Leave a thumbs up on yeah, this yeah, video. Okay. Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Yeah. Joel's got a thing on his head. What? what are you, um, you you have your glasses on. Oh yeah, no, those are those are on my head. Yes, they're on my eyes. They cover my eyes. Look in your eyes. What do you see? The remastered version of this song. So um, I got a message from from my pal Chris, who uh, Music of Moonsaults, as people know him, and he's like, oh, "I think yeah. it's more annoying the fact that they're using the 2023 version of his theme song, or the fact that they created a 2023 version." And I said, "Well, Living Color has like th- they've got a great, you know, ca- catalog of music, but like everybody knows that one record, Vivid, and that one song, Cult of Personality." So. I can't fault them for redoing the song, but like, how do you make a really, 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 really good song better? I also think that was probably like a rights thing or whatever, just to probably clear that they own the version of that song. Um, much of the- no, because like they're they're in with they're in with punk and like with WWE, they've done this business before. I think if anything, they just kind of said, "Hey, can you use the new one so that we can bolster some stream sales or some streaming?" Like, it makes more sense to do that. The timing of them coincidentally remastering it, though, definitely makes me think something was up there. But, um, yeah, CM Punk's back in WWE, Joel. Which means the return of our CM Punk thumbnails. Which means our views are going to go up. They're already there. Hey! (laughs) Tune in for the CM Punk news. Save for the clappy ear hands things on your head. Um, You know what's really sad, Kate? The fact that I'm exhausted by my own favorite wrestler, who's the whole reason I stay in wrestling and the core of uh, my fandom, and I'm tired of him. Uh, I was going to yeah. say the fact that we only figured out that this thing works today, and we've had this hat for at least two years. <laughs> That's a thing. I'm that also too. exhausted. <laughs> I am, and part of it is just like, this is my third show about it, and no, fourth show about it in 24 hours, right? So... That's a part of it, but I just uh, am fatigued on the hollowness of it all. <laughs> so let's let's first of all thank you, friends, for hanging out with us. We uh, we are here most Sundays, or at least every Sunday in the last four weeks. So Joel, that- can you hear me? I can hear you. 
Okay, you just you took your ears off, so I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. No, don't worry. Those ears are okay. They're never going to leave my side. They're right there, pal. Anyway, we're back for a fourth week. So leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't already. I know Kate said it, but I'm going to say it too. And also subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook because we're not just in the weeds. It's also this show, Joel and Kate at 8. We're here. We're here for you. We we're are. here for you. And we're here for your super chats. And y'all have already started it. Our do it started before we even got on the air. It's a super chat to support women. Thank you. As I've been laughing since yesterday. No hate. If you like the guy, cool. Guy went back to the Fed for either the spite, the money, or the main event after all that. Kate, I think he went back for literally all the things listed in this chat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I, he's one of my favorite on-screen performers of all time. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure when he's in a feud, that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning of the show, like, I'll, I'll be excited once he's in a feud. Whatever disingenuous nonsense we're going to get tomorrow, I'm already over. Because there's nothing this guy, like, as good of a talker as he is, like the, I can't go back to the place. I can't get well in a place that was making me sick. Like, I know it's different. I know whatever. But you were super unwell in the last place you were, clearly. So, like, it's just gotten so old. And I'm excited for the part where he's really good at what he does. I am not excited for CM Punk returning again. I'm Here, here are the two things in wrestling I'm sick of. CM Punk coming back to stuff and the elite with this Ross and Rachel bullshit. Like, pick a side, either get together or don't. Those are the two things I need six months, just like a break from. And two of them are not CM Punk's fault, right? He got injured. And one of them is not his fault because I watched his return to AEW 900 million times, right? Um, this one I've decided to blame him on. So uh, I'll be excited when he's in a feud, but it just seems like it all... It all just seems like a little bit hollow and exhausting. And I just want him to go to a place and work or to go away. And I know you're devastated because I know you were really looking forward to him coming back into Impact slash TNA. I have never been more excited to go to Las Vegas. (laughs) I've never been more excited to cover TNA. Listen, they they made him an offer. They made him a generous offer. They really thought that he could help with the TNA uh, return and the rebranding. And they... They had a serious shot. And I know people are going to be like, eh, TNA, they didn't have money. No, no. They, they've brought in a lot of big money people for a short amount of time because they know they can get that return on investment. Punk is one of those people that would return on their investment easily. Uh, you do a fan fest. You do whatever, meet and greets, interviews, things like that, along with all of the appearing. And uh, then you have a good time. Uh, speaking of having a good time. Are you going to get CM Punk on in the weeds is the real question. Yes. Actually, okay. uh, instead, how about we have Kip Sabian tomorrow morning at 10.30. So that legit rules. That. That, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Kip uh, put a post out on, on uh, Twitter just being like, hey, I want to do oh, interviews. Really People started tagging myself and Jeremy and saying, let's do it. And so here we are. We're going to have Kip Sabian tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And Sean Ross Sapp is here. Sounds like a winner of an interview, just like my Pittsburgh Steelers. You're a Steelers fan. Where are you from geographically? Doesn't matter. Okay. You're from where? The Northeast. What's your your favorite baseball team? The New York Yankees. What's your favorite hockey team? What's what's a hockey? Okay, exactly. Soccer? What's a soccer? Got a favorite NASCAR driver? Probably somebody from the Northeast. Mark Martin in the number six Valley car. That's actually that's the correct answer. 
That is the correct answer. Oh, sounds like um, a sore loser. Calvin Jr. is my you, favorite. NASCAR driver grew up somewhere. Somebody in your life hated the Steelers and you were like, well, I'm going to be a contrarian and you became a Steelers fan. Whilst you are very tuned into 19 year olds, Kate, extremely well. uh, The actual reason I became a Steelers fan was I was not into football growing up. I was only obsessed with baseball. And then towards the end of college, I was like, I want to get into football. So if you teach me football, I will become a fan of your team. And the only person who offered to do that was an Eagles fan. And I said, no, I'm not that stupid, especially in 2009. Uh, And then the next person was a gal friend of mine and she was a Steelers fan. And it was kind of at the beginning of the killer bees and like that upcoming crop. And there was a Steelers bar in the city I would go to when I lived there every week so it was really fun and easy to get into and that's the story of how i became a steelers fan and how they beat the Bengals today as poor sean congratulations you beat the guy in the first start of his career thank you a w's w my friends i wish that i would have stayed in north carolina and watched doja cat yeah i can't blame you but how about this? Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern at the end of the hump. We have the Shaza SRS media call. We only want serious, real journalists asking important questions. No content creators. No vloggers. None of that. That are, You know what? Actually, I've changed my mind. If anybody wants to, in the middle of the call, go, can we get a round of applause for Sean Ross Sapp? I will be be okay with okay. that but uh after shaza are you gonna fight taylor swift i would i'm sure it'd be a huge payday it would it would it would yeah, be her, I'd, right? I'd job out i don't care if we did it behind the paywall do you know what our subscriptions would do it'd be wild yeah i mean oh, we hit so uh ten thousand again some of them are free uh subscribers but hey we've got a free post up for free subscribers of fightful select now so that's what's up. There you go. But yeah, I just wanted to swing by, say hi, about to do a little Bengals podcast. Hi, Sean. Yeah. Hello. Did you get I... any sleep at all? Yeah, I slept. I slept like five, six hours. I'm good. That's actually better than basically April through October of last year. So yeah, I did, <laughs> listen, at this point, my trauma surrounding reporting on CM Punk's career has largely been fine tuned. Like I know the hours in which my sources regarding those situations sleep and don't sleep. So I can't say he's bad for business. Like we were just talking about how fatigued yeah. I am on the, great for business. the whole thing, but 28,000 yeah, views on uh, me and Denise's post show. We're back up to 10,000 subscribers on Fightful Select and none of us get punched in the head. So it works out well. There speaking, we go. Speaking of punch in the head, uh, can you relay a message to Macklin? That I'm going to beat him up in uh, Vegas. Nope. See ya. Oh, I tried. Let the record show. I I gave a flame. I warned him. Can I can I tell you? There's nothing more intimidating than a guy saying he's gonna punch another guy while he's cleaning his his specs. <laughs> Those are the ones you need to watch out for first, Kate. Those are the the cool, calm, and collected ones, just unsmudging their glasses. They're the ones you gotta watch for because if you're not watching, you don't know what they're gonna do to you. Pocket shame. Anyway, I'm gonna be. It was very weird to watch CM Punk come back to wrestling again, and to honestly not not really feel anything. 
So I was going to ask you, so I, I, I can tell you how I felt throughout the night and just kind of where my brain was. And then we'll get some, to some super chats about this whole thing. When they, when Fivel Select reported that they were teasing doing a Randy Orton, will he, won't he? I was like, okay, regarding how deep they go with this, that's going to gauge my level of whether or not Punk is coming back. I always knew Randy was coming back. That was never in doubt, but it was always, how deep are we going to get the fans to like think that Punk is coming back? Because it gets to a point where like you, they, they know in the back that you got to deliver if they're going to start really ramping that shit up. So once they got real deep into the show, like to the match, I was like, I think he's coming back tonight. And then they got to the, the the big wide shot coming out of uh out of war games out of the, the the main event and i was like oh no he's coming back this is a triple h special where he throws up the the copyright this is a takeover thing throws up the copyright gets you ready to go off the air and then all of a sudden the music hits or the the angle starts and that's how it goes and the music hit and i was like and and you know what my heart you know leapt out of my chest because it was an exciting moment just the i was there for the reaction and i was there for the crowd and i thought that was really cool now you got to come up with everything that goes after that and the feelings that come up with, you know, where he's coming from, what he's been up to or not up to, and what he can do going into this and what the opportunities are, if any, and how the talent feels. There's a lot on the table with those feelings, but I can tell you in the moment I was like, well, I'm not going to go to sleep anytime soon now because I'm pretty, I'm pretty jazzed by what I just saw, like the, the excitement in the air. I let out a huge sigh because I had to immediately go and do the post show and I knew what that was going to be. And it was actually better than I thought, but I figured there were going to be a lot of people that misconstrued Sean's reporting on purpose in the chat, which there were, uh, thank God for Luis. Um, but I just kind of, I was very excited for the people and I was surprised. Congratulations to them for keeping a secret in wrestling. That's a very hard thing to do. Um, and then I was just kind of like, I, I've seen it before. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I would really like, I would kind of wish he didn't come out as a cult of personality. I kind of wish he came out to something else. And I kind of wish he didn't do clobber in time. And I kind of wish he didn't sit Indian style. Like, it would be nice if we actually moved on from, like, this chapter in CM Punk's career. Like, if you're actually going to start over, if you're actually going to have, like, a clean slate... Can we do something other than like red and black merch with the Chicago stars on it and sitting Indian style and whatever melodramatic promo we're going to get tomorrow? Like, I'm so over that part of this. Um, I'm very happy for everybody at the United Center. I also think it's very the cool. All State Arena, Kate. I'm sorry, the All State Arena. We were at the Rosemont Horizon in 1997, Stone Cold's favorite venue in the entire universe. What is wrong with you? Um, I don't, I don't really care. Very happy for the people of Chicago that were excited to go. I'm very glad that Triple H seems to be in the business of making fans happy. I think that's a good idea. Um, we saw both babyface teams win yesterday too, which I thought was like, that was all feel good stuff. Right. Um, and the Randy Orton return, I think is also great. And I'm, I, I firmly think that when I get like, CM Punk in a feud with Grayson Waller or whatever, like I'll be in. But right now, I just don't care. And I'll tell you what: if that guy goes to Saudi Arabia, 
Can Don. I tell you? Can I tell you? Don. That, Fucking no, you, Don. But you know who that match is going to be against? Stone Cold? No. G1 <laughs> Climax 2024 finals. Oh, Mike Mazanin. You cannot. You That tweet and that interaction has been just, it's been harkened back to so often that if you don't do it, but it's literally money on the table, but it's also like it's money on the table figuratively as well. If you're going to do it and listen, punk can make a, a stance, a moral stance and be like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And sure. People will feel how they feel about that positive or negative. Hopefully they'll appreciate the fact that he, somebody stood up and, and didn't want to just put an addition to their house. By all accounts, punk is very frugal. He's fine with what he's got. He's happy. He just signed whatever this deal is with WWE. I'm sure is making him happy. I hope it does. Everyone deserves happiness of whatever kind that is. But yeah, if he's going to go to Saudi, like the Miz is the first match I want to see because there is a built-in story there. And sometimes they like to get a little bit real with this stuff. Uh, If he goes to Saudi, I just am not like a fan of the guy anymore. Because that's like, I said it on my own stream earlier, like there's being hypocritical about saying you're not going to go back to somewhere. And I have a lot of, Thoughts on that too, right? Like Triple H is in charge now. It's TKO who he's had a relationship with as a UFC talent before. Like it isn't the same place. Do I think he probably would have just eaten the hypocrisy and gone back if it was Vince? Sure. Um, I don't really care about hypocrisy around a bunch of people I don't know and circumstances around that. If you come out that strong sociopolitically against something and that aggressively and then you just backtrack on it, like, if I see that dude in a Saudi Air whatever commercial that we got, like, no. And also, you're not allowed to use the last name Punk anymore. Like, you have to go find a new ring name because that's the least Punk Rock shit ever. <laughs> so, CM, CM Live Nation. CM Live Nation is perfect. CM uh CM Pop. He's only getting pops when he comes back, right? This guy lives for pops. I just want to see him do something new. And I want to see this get like, I'm so sick of like, if I see CM Punk dramatically look around an arena one more time, I'm going to puke. Like I'm, I'm just so done with that piece of it. So get this guy in a feud quickly, um, get him on the track. Now, creatively, I think there's a ton of really fun options of ways you can go. Uh, I, I don't like that. They worked the boys last night. That's that's never something that I think is cool. I get why they did it, but I don't I don't like it at all. So I, not not everyone was worked. Let's just let's put that card on the table. There were guys in the ring who were aware and played it up. Not told, everyone was completely left out in the cold. Told right before they went to the ring is also something that and I know I don't know how wrestling works, but I think just from where I'm sitting on the outside it is a dumb idea, and WWE is not the only place to do this. They're not the first, and they won't be the last. They might be the first, but they won't be the last. I no, think it is. I can an, guarantee it's happening in the NWA, the AWA. Oh yeah, they're doing cocaine in the NWA. Who even knows? They don't even know if they're working the boys at this point. That's right. They're not even working the, the CW app. They're not even. They're not even they're working, working really. Um, I think it's an inherently bad idea with someone as volatile as CM Punk to tell people five minutes before they go into a ring where their health is on the line, their opponent's health is on the line and you're going into an inherently didn't get that violent, but an inherently violent match 
to suddenly be like, oh, hey, this guy that half of you clearly hate is showing up uh, at the end of the show. Bye, go down there is a bad idea. Like, that's just me. Um, so I, I don't like that either. Like, we know, I'm, I said on Twitter and I got a lot of traction. If Michael Cole's restraining you, you're working. Like, you're not. <laughs> Come on. Michael Cole, who was going to beat Top Dollar. Come on. Michael Cole, undefeated WrestleMania. Right. Uh, not a main eventer, but maybe it'll be him and Punk in Mania. Who knows? Uh, Drew clearly has issues. Seth has real life issues, but I firmly believe was hamming it up yesterday. Um, and also it sounded like wanted to have a conversation with him and Gorilla after. Uh, I just want to shake your hand. I just want to yeah. shake your hand. <laughs> Cody, I don't think has ever had a single issue with a single person, except for whatever reason he left AEW that we'll never know about or whatever. Um, but like, there's clearly a lot of people that don't like this guy. And if the belief was, as it was in the media and leading up to this in the locker room, that he wasn't coming back heading into free agency year, I don't know if that's a great idea. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I just feel like that's a, that's a bad thing to do to talent that's about to go perform and what's supposed to be what ended up not being a very violent match. Um, kind of a dud of a match to be honest i liked it but you know that's it's subjective but here's the thing when you when you have a match like that and maybe it's not violent enough for a war games and i understand that sentiment if you're gonna have cm punk to show up it's gonna erase whatever the hell you were thinking anyway war games to me was very much a story-based match which was very like it's not old school because the old school war games matches got pretty violent as well, but I did enjoy that. It was a very storyline based match. And I know triple H said the same thing in the press conference. He was like, it was women's women's war games is very different from the men's war games. Women's war games got very, uh, very violent. They did a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of spots with a lot of different toys. And that was great. Uh, and then the men, they kind of decided that it was going to be a more intense kind of feud based match with people beating sure. people up and it, to me it worked but i understand why you know someone might want a more uh a more violent style of approach to this match and to be clear i'm not asking people to staple staples to themselves and drink each other's blood what are you talking about? yes you are i mean also that yes but i those guys faced each other so many times before like, I've seen every permutation of every guy in that match face each other a hundred million times at this point that I felt like it needed for the story to take it to the next level because there was no juice left in it. <laughs> like, we were idling and out of gas on the way there so hard, in my opinion. So it, it kind of needed the intensity, and the whole reason Drew was even in it was to beat the ever-living crap out of Jey Uso, and we didn't really get that. Like, um... So, so for me, it fell short because even if you're going to go the story route, you got to have one of those, like, these guys haven't touched yet kind of things. And these guys had touched a lot, touched you once, I've touched you twice, I won't let go at any, but that's a creepy song now. I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. You got to think about these things now. Yes. consensually yeah there you oh, go stop it let's hit a couple super chats while we're here uh kim gray friend of the show says not a punk fan but kim the sheer gray. surprise was amazing and that's what i was kind of trying to say earlier was that the just the moment itself was special and i think that people had a really good time getting that moment if you were in chicago or at home just watch it on your tv that's pretty good uh and telecom says kate at this point it's probably muttering cm punk thoughts in her sleep with so many streams mm, best in the world yeah 
clobber in time indian style setting and the right i just uh used in my pants (laughs) (laughs) no not i was i honestly like a having to go on the stream i just didn't even have time to like process uh and b um i'm kind of like in put up or shut up mode like the comeback moment is cool. I've seen a million of those this year. So actually work. Like actually go to work now. And and stop. <laughs> Get in a feud. Like that's what I need. I need CM Punk to do what he's there to do and stop coming back from things. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Artie would also send a super chat saying, real talk though, don't work a talent. That's some toxic we're family workplace stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, we kind of talked about that. There are there are certain talent who are going to be upset by that, uh, by by Punk suddenly showing up. And I think there's going to be some smoothing over to be done in terms of conversations of how it happened, how it came together. You know, it was very last minute by all accounts. Dave Meltzer said this thing started 10 days ago. And I was like, why is everyone else saying it happened today? Like, why is everyone else, not today, but, you know, last night? What What is, what, who told Dave 10 days ago? Or maybe it was, there was like a, conversation about a conversation 10 days ago that put the wheels in motion i'm wondering where dave's information like led to and of course we know from sean from five select and from from paul levesque at the press conference when he was asked he said this all came together you know very last minute yada 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 like in the last couple of days so i i'm interested in that but yeah the working the talent it's gonna it's a slippery slope and again different talent are going to react differently and i also think some talent have kind of moved on from 10 years ago and some are also thinking about maybe if they kept track of what punk was doing in AEW, maybe some are more invested in that you know situation than others we don't know and that's the whole that's the whole thing it's up to the professionals backstage the talent the producers the workers everyone to figure out how this relationship is going to work so the obvious plan here right is cm punk versus lexus king at stanton deliver yes absolutely Yeah, I mean, he loved uh, Brian Pillman, so it stands to reason that, you know, Pillman Jr. should should have the punk match. Well, and if Regal's kicking around NXT, he called him a Triple H dude, right? So there's probably some some magic to be made there. Let's just let's just capitalize on all of it, shall we? <laughs> I don't and, and I see people in chat being like, I'm sure that everyone in the WWE locker room was aware of what punk was doing in AW. Some people really just keep to themselves and don't this is what's hilarious about pro wrestling. Some wrestlers are so engaged in the online discourse or the conversation or whatever's going on backstage. They're, they're those people. That's fine. Others are just like, I go to work, I clock in, I clock out. Like any other job, man. You just show sure. up, you do it, and then you head out just like I do whenever I have to work with Jeremy. I'm I know that's how, yeah, that's how Jeremy Lambert is. Oh, He's like, shit. Clocks yeah. in and, oh. You look hi. good. Hi, Jeremy. Yeah, you do. I'm sure you're probably a little tired, but you look good. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Jerry's in this for the love of the game, people. I'm I'm here for an experiment, everybody. That is why I'm here. This is an experiment that I'm running on this show. Yeah, had a feeling you were doing this. Joel knows the experiment that I'm doing. Kate has no idea, clearly, by the look on her face. So far, the experiment's going well, must say. It's it's after the first 50 megabytes you find out just how much they care. (laughs) If you have to, you might have to hotspot your phone at one point. Just giving you that. Well, the recept, the service I have on my phone isn't good, but here's the thing. I can pay for like $5, but I ain't going to do it 
So if this experiment fails, I need the chat to pay Super Chat $5, or I guess like $10 because we only get half. Yeah, that's fine. We can we can work with that. They, you they guys are... can continue your show. I'm just gonna like sit here <laughs> and do show. nothing. This is your this is an internet service experiment, it seems. Yeah, Kate's on. She's got hey. it now. Yes, I'm in a hotel, if you can't tell. I'm it's a very nice hotel. The TV's like literally right on top of me. And nice. so I like I look up and I feel like I'm just like blinded because the game is like I mean look at this. Triple H? This is yeah, this is amazing content right here. So yeah, I mean, everyone can see like where I am. This is the TV, everybody. It's literally right there. My God. Whoa. Right on top. Well, you gotta not don't put that up again. We don't have express written consent from the National Football League. <laughs> that's right. To show Jeremy, this. while you're here, I have a question for you. Oh, um, that's unfortunate. Why, why does Joel hate AEW so much? Oh, Joel does. He's a big old AEW hater, He's isn't a hater, he? Hater, right? Has yeah. he been taking like this big? Has he been taking a victory lap uh, on this show of like, see, AEW ran off CM Punk. He's back now. He's back in WWE where he belongs. He's back home where everybody said he should be in the first place, all because AEW just ran him out of town. Ha ha, AEW, you reap what you sow. Has that been Joel tonight? No, he hasn't, but only because he didn't show up in his true love at TNA slash Impact. Yes. Like, if, if Punk had ended up there, it would have been, like, a double whammy, you know? Also, I just want to point out, Punk's real home is IWA Mid-South, okay? It's not it's not any of these majors. Nice. It's, it's, it's IWA Mid-South. Maybe Ring of Honor, but, like, Carrie Silken. Not even Carrie Silken owned Ring of Honor. I'm talking old Ring of Honor. Let's go. No, Punk's if there's a- anywhere that sh- that CM Punk's home, it's obviously Chicago. If we've learned anything... <laughs> It's that that guy is Chicago. Stars do, everywhere. My Punk God. Punk should do a match in a Chicago strip club. That would be the most There's. home CM Punk could be. So, that, by the way, everybody, is a, a very old reference to Homicide and CM Punk having a match in a strip club. That is not a commentary on CM Punk's social life. Please do not cancel me. Everybody, please aggregate that irresponsibly. Uh, Alan Marks sent a super chat saying, here's a bribe for Jeremy so we can cover it. Oh, thanks, Alan. Bless you, my friend. It seems to be going okay, right? It's it's holding up a little bit. Listen, as long as as you can have a conversation with Kip tomorrow, we'll be okay. Yeah, after that, I'm just going to, like, not do any of the show, which it's going to the first 30 minutes of our show are going to be really fun as we don't talk about this CM Punk stuff at all because we don't want to be in the middle of this conversation and be like, hey, here's Kip Sabian. Hey, Kip, what do you think of CM Punk? I think that'd be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I've been been thinking about how we're going to do the first 30 minutes of our show tomorrow. Talk about our, just talk about the ROH pure division for a half hour. That's it. We can ask Kip Sabian if uh, he's ever had his brain taken out and put on the table before a match. There you go. Perfect. We can, we can talk about my experience at WrestleCade and how we, we spent, uh, Days upon days, burying Joel Pearl, myself, and the great Steve Macklin. I love that for you. Let me tell tell the story on this show right here. This is a scoop for everybody. This is an exclusive for everybody. Since I won't tell it, I'll probably retell it tomorrow, honestly. Uh, So Sean and I, we get to WrestleCade and everything. The first room we walk into, here's Deanna Perrazzo and Steve Macklin walking out because they got their luggage with them still. So they're going to check in their hotel and everything. 
and they, they see Shaw and they of course know Shaw and they, they, they kind of sort of noticed me. They're like, I think I know you. I think we've seen you before. And I'm like, and then once we get close to like, Oh yes, you're, you're the guy who we make fun of with, with Joel Pearls. Like, yeah, that's me. Wait and a then, minute. Is it actually what they said? Legitimately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, Sean is like, Oh, you and, uh, he tell, he's talking to me. He's like, you and Mac and I take a picture. I was like, yeah. And so Macklin throws up the, I don't want to flip the camera off. Macklin throws up the finger. Right. And then, so I'm like, Oh, that's what we're doing. So I'm throwing up the finger as well. So it's, you know, Cody and Mox, Jeremy and Macklin, same, same thing. So we flipped the double bird to take the photo to send to Joel Pearl. And, uh, look, if you, Aaron, you could have, you could have said hi. If you, if you saw me, you didn't recognize me with the hat. Yeah. If you saw the, 2022 Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche hat. That was me. Uh, people that like should actually, have been an indicator. It was you. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, that should have been a heads up. Like yeah. this guy's wearing his abs hat. At, uh, yeah, again, I don't think there's going to be too many other people wearing a Colorado Avalanche hat in North Carolina. Uh, people actually, people actually recognized me. That was really unfortunate. Kate, I, oh. I hate to break this to you. People said nice things about you, which no. was oh, God. very unfortunate. Ew, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, nice. so I was just like, of course, Sean, everybody knows Sean, but then they see me and they're like, I think I also recognize you. And I'm just like, I don't <laughs> think you do. I'm nobody, please do not. Uh, I do not. And then people are like, oh, yes, I, I watch your show as well. I was like, oh, that's very un- unfortunate. But people put over you and Alex, uh, Kate. So, you know, that's apparently so you guys are sort of popular. Joel, no one said anything about you except Macklin burying you. Oh. Thank goodness. Um, popular said something about me. <laughs> true yeah very true <laughs> if there's one thing we learned in wrestling it's all publicity is good publicity right? right no i'd rather be the person that gets known by less people but takes all their money i'll okay. take that a hundred percent send us your puns every tuesday nerds let's go <laughs> i do i do have a genuine question for kate while i'm here and it seems like everything's holding up well, so that's a that's a good sign. Uh, I feel like we're past the limit of when it would have broken by so. this point. Yeah, until like you know five minutes into the show tomorrow, and everything goes to shit, and we got to figure it out. All right, Kate, that's what everyone's going to be using the internet at the same time in that building. Yes, yeah. Genuine question for you, Kate. Yes, and you. I apologize if I already covered this. I don't watch this show unless I'm on it. How how do you like truly feel about CM Punk? coming back because i've largely been staying off of social media except to get my own jokes off because what else am i supposed to do on that app yeah but like i I know you're big you're big punk you're punk girl i i know this you were on the first rampage show with myself when punk came back that was a big thing yes yes like i i know your overall feelings on punk so i am genuinely curious of like how you feel about all of this and him returning If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I was saying a little bit earlier, it's very weird that I don't really feel that much right now. Um, I'm exhausted and kind of bored. I was saying to Joel, like, I am so sick of seeing punk, punk return from things, whether it was like the AEW return, which I watched 900 times, returning from both injuries, returning here, returning on his own show on Saturdays. Like, I'm sick of the CM Punk return. I'll probably be invested when he's in a feud again, but I do not need to see him wistfully look around another Chicago arena for the rest of my life. Like I am so tired of seeing this guy sit in Ian style, kneel and say it's clobber in time, give crazy eyes into the camera and interact with fans. Like I am so over that moment and whatever disingenuous promo we're going to get tomorrow when it's like him and Grayson Waller in a feud doing promos, I'll be back in. But right now, like I'm so over this template of, the exhausted cycle that we've seen from CM Punk. I'll, I'll be in it when he's in a story and in a feud again, I think. But right now, I honestly just am like kind of bored by it, which is a very, very weird place to be for someone who is like, A, so polarizing and everybody else is having intense emotional reactions and B, someone that's like been so fundamental on my wrestling fandom. But I just am like, oh, wow. Oh, did he re- release a t-shirt that's black and red with stars on it? Like, move on. Like, I'm so tired from it, honestly. And I'm also just, like, a more matured fan at this point, too, I think. Um, so the same things that used to scratch my itches don't do that anymore. It's just different. I appreciate your your honesty on Thank that. Because I, I imagine people are going one extreme or the other on yeah. this topic, as as one does when stuff like this happens. It's good for so, business. We got our uh, subs back up over 10,000. I got 30,000 views on my video from yesterday with Denise. It's, it's good you. for business. I, 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 I might be able to ask for a raise again. When Sean runs into our show tomorrow, I'll do that and immediately scare him off. Um, oh, I, I texted him and was like, well, historically we've gotten holiday bonuses. So big thanks to CM Punk for doing it that month. <laughs> so, I'm going I'm to pull the curtain back for one second. I got a DM from Sean being like, Hey, you want a bonus? And I was like, I know oh, this shit. Well. Yeah. So he's like, oh, something like, Oh shit, the 10,000 subscriber thing. Okay, cool. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm always ready for one. He's like, Here's my WrestleCade interviews. I need you. Yeah. To- <laughs> and I'm like, Son of a bitch. Here's, here's a, here's a scoop from that. Uh, oh, I, I don't want to give away too much on this, but there was audio issues with it, right? And Sean's had audio issues with WrestleCade interviews in the past. So like I'm, I was the person like setting up the camera and everything for him to make sure the shot was right and, and stuff for these interviews. And like before every interview, I'm like, check the audio. And like, I'm asking everybody, like say something to the mic, say something to the mic. And it shows up fine on there. But then Sean messaged me. He's like, none of the audio worked, even though it said like it showed. 
I was legitimately like paranoid because Sean at one point is like, you don't have to like get us to do a mic check every time. I'm like, no, I want to make sure the audio was working every single time. And of course on the bars, it shows up. It seemed like it was fine. And apparently Sean gets home and it was not fun. So well, was- now you know, you really don't have to test it because the tests don't matter anyway. So yeah. <laughs> was he, was he using that white splitter again with the two. Mic- I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's gotta go. I think it's that thing. That's uh, messing um, up. I think that's what it is. Because you have to tell him this beforehand, Joel. Well, no, that's I, no good. Yeah, now. Joel. That's fair. That's idiot. Fair. I, I haven't watched the WrestleCade stuff yet because he just sent it to me like at six o'clock tonight. But I told I I didn't tell him last time. But I saw the Cody stuff and I'm like, that's a, that Y cable mic thing doesn't look like it's gonna be right for whatever we're doing here. So I'm sorry, you got it at six o'clock and it's eight forty and it's not done. Yeah, yeah I really. I I, I, gave him, I told him I'm not looking at it until after in the weeds tomorrow, and he said okay. Wow. Coward. Wow, I would have had Joel. it done by now. Jeremy would have had it done and transcribed by now. I would have I would have definitely had it done and tra- when they say he sent me that Cody interview, he's like, need all hands on deck for this Cody interview. And all hands on deck for that just really meant me when it came to the writing portion of it. And it meant Joel when it came to I listened to the raw audio of that and had it all transcribed before Joel Joel was done with any and, of the audio. In in Sean's monster. Well, well, no, in Sean's, like, or in defense of the, the original audio, it was really good. It yeah, was it wasn't bad. Sean, it was just Sean's mic wasn't working. So, yeah. like, you, Cody was clear as day. Sean had just picked up, you know, off the side. So it was pretty easy to get that working. It was good. And also the venue was quiet. That's my biggest fear is when there's background noise. So I did Denise's uh, speedball interview, and she had an interview with Macklin. And, like, the Macklin interview, I got as good as I could. But the speedball interview was pretty good. It just picked up most from her camera instead of the microphone she held. How so, convenient. The Macklin one just didn't quite come out right. Yeah, huh? I sent yeah, her, really. I sent her the mm. best. I sent her the best possible outcome, but I told her mm. I just couldn't do it. I'm gonna for the Sean interview, I'm just gonna do shitty overdubs of Macklin saying nice things about me. <laughs> there you Legitimately go. the first question was about like Joel Pearl. It doesn't seem like he's saying nice things about you he's like yeah every time i come up on the impact review he's like so cresta what did you think he won't say anything about me he won't put me over at all he just he just immediately moved from me and throws it to cresta that's legitimately his answer by the way that's what it was 100 i transcribed that in my mind 100 his answer is you apparently throw to cresta every time on the impact review when I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad it's recorded because then when joel has it come out and it says Joel Pearl is always a nice guy on the Impact <laughs> show. We'll know what it was really supposed to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to do the Macklin cut and it's going to be glorious. Oh, I, you know what? That actually, like, if you do that and do like a, a fake video of that, that would honestly be hilarious. The work, honestly, bro. The work. Yeah, we'll do the worked version. Oh, I'm so into that. We're going to do that. I swear to God. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, what do you do they, on this show, by the way? Can I hang out for like the next two yeah, hours? I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I just want to talk about the week in wrestling, but um, Joel needs to transcribe those interviews right now, so I'm glad you're hanging out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, is AEW dead? I've heard that. I've heard that they are now <laughs> dead. Um, Did you hear that from Joel- Tony Khan? <laughs> Tony Khan's doing the finger point gimmick with like the Jaguars person. They They won today, so he was like super super happy yeah he always holds up like really high i love it bless tony khan bless so, i i try to point out to people how he comes off in his tweets for anything non-wrestling it's like professional tony super professional tony super excited tony tony on a 
friggin like everything tony is aw tony and it's just hyped up to 11 somebody told him well deserved fight forever chance for the jaguars today (laughs) he's like i'm an nfl team owner or not an owner but like part of the part of the squad so i have to be a professional that he's like, put your money where your fucking mouth is. Let's go. AEW is where Tony Khan goes to blow off steam, and I have to respect that. It's wrestling. He should. He's promoting. He, sh- he just needs to take a bite out of the damn pickle. That's right. That's right. Media's not allowed, though. No, no. no. Media. Did media get Slim Jims last night? Did, was this- Probably. Someone should have tossed them into the crowd and just let everyone. We had pals there. What if I message Ella J right now? Of just, I think she's, she's on like a on a flight. Yeah, ask her okay. if she got a swag bag. All right, yeah. Let me let me ask who Ella was there. Malcolm was there. Plenty of the pals were there. Uh, Alex from Queen of the Ring was there. There you go. The I'll, I'll message all of them. She's like, did y'all get Slim Jims? Issa, did you ask Demon Diva? Oh yeah, Issa will tell you. I'm just gonna send this all to in a group chat with them. Just, they, and the group chat is just me making this group chat because they probably don't actually want to like talk to me. Can you ask the puppet too? No. Okay. No. Don't worry about it then. It's fine. Yeah. Most professional one of the bunch. That's what I always say. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew Hook sent a super chat earlier saying AW is better without CM Punk focus on the younger talent. I mean, meanwhile, on Collision, Adam Copeland went berserk and took up 20 minutes of screen time. So I hope we're going to focus on younger talent. Oh, and Killswitch is also in his late 30s. So I think he's my age. I'm not in my late 30s, though. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Alex was talking Switchosaurus, which I like. Yeah, I called him Killswitchosaurus. Oh, he was a, just Switchosaurus. Switchosaurus just sounds like someone who would be at Effie's Big Grape Brunch. Exactly. That's kind of why I like it. Switchosaurus and Baby Bop. That's what we're going for. But My God. Um, yeah, I don't even know what... Joel's normally the one that steers the ship, Jeremy. I normally would talk about the whole week in wrestling, but we started with CM Punk because of reasons. But I didn't even really get to watch AEW yesterday. Because <laughs> I was mm-hmm. watching Survivor Series. Yeah, I'm watching the real it. story... The real story was Cody being a coward and not bleeding, not doing anything dumb. Not setting himself on fire. Yeah. Like, what are we doing, Cody? Like, let me, I'll, I'll say this about this match. I absolutely love the men's war games match because it was like an encapsulation of uh, Randy Orton and just like doing the minimum, getting your shit in, doing your spots, getting the pops and then going out. Orton comes in, gets his big, like, I hear voices pop and stuff, comes in, hits his Looking moves. jacked. Oh, Randall. So good. Rand- yes. Bless that man. Bless that man. Bless. Does all his cool moves. The babyface do all their cool moves. They, they, they pin Dominic. It's all over. That's the win. They didn't do the big, everybody stand on one side of the ring and do the square off. Now let's introduce 300 weapons into this match. And now a bunch of people come off the cage and everything. Like, I get it. There's a place for that. The women did a very good job. Of all that, this men's match was just heels shine, heels shine, babyface save, heels shine, heels heels shine, babyface save, or in run wild, babyface win. We're done. We're out. Close up shop. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Didn't need all the extraculars. <laughs> yeah, they just called it on the fly because right before they went out, Punk or uh, yeah. was just like, "This is this is my conspiracy theory." <laughs> This is my conspiracy theory, by the way, is that like they were told this beforehand that Punk was coming. And so Randy immediately just called the audible of like all that shit we had planned. 
nix it. Crowd, crowd ain't going to care anyway. So just nix it all. Here's what we're doing. That's my conspiracy theory. And the whole thing is like, he's like, nix it all. And then you just have like Seth or Finn being like, what about the RKO off the top of the cage with the big head? And he's like, keep that one. Keep that That one. That one stays. That one stays. Cody's Cody was like, corner. I was going to set myself on fire again, but yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cody's like crying. I'm like, this is my moment to bleed and set myself on fire and bring ladders and jump off of them and everything. And now I can't. Do it. Yeah. Poor Cody. That's not the only moment CM Punk's going to ruin for him in the coming months. Who do you think <laughs> finishes the story first? Oh, Me and Jensen are going to have a real rocky relationship for like the next eight months. God I bless. can't wait to troll Steven Jensen with this. I love Steven Jensen. I Me cannot too. wait to troll him with this stuff. So, Jeremy, I am now so excited. Unless media finally asks the question, hey, punk, are you going to go to Saudi Arabia if given the option? Because they can ask that now and they can get the answer. But if punk does go to Saudi Arabia, I was telling Kate, the match has to be with the Miz. No question. It has to be a Miz match. They got to call back to the tweets. They got to bring it up. They got to do a whole thing. Let the Miz be like, I got you. Punk being like, I'm balls. Do they introduce like a, a bloody dildo and there's like punk beats him with it? <laughs> Can they get away PG, with that? Jeremy, that's not very PG at all. I, I'm just wondering if they could get away with it. I'm asking questions, everybody. That's all. This is why we need to get the interview with CM Punk on in the weeds so that we can ask that some important questions. Yeah. Sure no one if you can get CB and you can get CM Punk, I have no doubt about it. I'll, I'll tell you off air, Joel, an interview that I'm trying to secure and I feel very good about. Uh, it is not CM Punk. It is someone... Who's, I, I'll, I'll put it in the private chat. I was going to no say, spoilers. just drop it in the private chat. Yeah, no no spoilers. I feel right. good about potentially getting this interview. Uh, okay. So there you go. We should just put up the WWE vacant. Yeah. That rules. Yeah, that's, yes. uh, yeah, hopefully. The that vacant, would be a good one. would be a good one. Yeah. So, now when it doesn't happen, it's all Joel's fault, as usual. Yeah. But I'm going to try it. Rubber chicken. That person could also beat up uh, Joel <laughs> handily, and I would enjoy it. Listen, let me tell you. No, I can't. I can't tell the story on the air because I give it away. But I'll put it like this: I, I've seen, I've seen this person like chowing down on a prepared meal while uh, was it RJ? Matthew Justice was beating up. Oh, Channing Decker while while they were while they were just eating a meal, sitting at the merch stand. So so they're not that tough. They're pretty tough. They're pretty tough. Yeah, I have down. I have a media scoop. For everybody you do i i asked alex uh ella j and malcolm did y'all get slim gems or are you respectable media <laughs> and ella replied i got one but i gave it to alex to eat and i replied you made her an accessory to co-opted media how dare you yep look it's at true. this it's true thank you for your investigative journalism on such a thing yes by the way nothing Nothing but uh, I, I'm after the truth, if nothing else, everybody. After the truth. She ain't going to see this, but I do have to shout out Alex, Queen of the Ring, because she went and asked a question that was very much in her wheelhouse and all about Joshi talent. And and I think Paul's answer was, it was, it was a little silly, but at least like at least she asked something that wasn't just like, so uh, how about those uh, women? Sam, Sam Puck, uh, is he going to be in the women's division? 
I mean, listen, like, I don't think Heller, like, just got it right off the bat. Like, hey, how'd it come together? And Paul gave basically, like, most of the answer right off the top. You could, and then Nick Hausman, like, dug a little bit more. That's fine. But, like, what Alex asked was, like, perfect for what she covers and, like, what she's into. I love that she asked about Joshi Talent specifically and that Paul gave an answer that was just pretty, you know, down the down the middle being like we go after the best talent we only want the best talent i only found out that joshi is what they call them like a few months ago and i'm like bullshit but i was still that enamored. dude is getting so many chicken ticker tenders during women's matches i can't even <laughs> please please no they've been Steph, where are my chicken tendies <laughs> my god 26 women used on raw i think this past week that's insane yep. that rules I loved Alex's question because she didn't just frame it as like, hey, you put together like the damage control stuff, which would have been bringing back Kyrie, which would have been like an easy one. Like she specifically asked about Julia and then framed it around that. Like it was a really smart question for anybody who attends these press conferences and is looking for uh, an example to follow. See, I was disappointed because I felt like it was a great question. And I think she's done a lot of respectable work. But to find out she's just some sort of Slim Jim eating member of True. the media. That's, like, that's we can't stupid. sit here and give her flowers, but her reputation is destroyed now. She's done. She's done for. She had a Slim Jim. Um, oh, Ella Chase throwing her further under the bus in this this group chat. This is not good. Did she go and buy pickles afterwards? What's the problem? Wow! Very, oh, I no longer, I no longer support Ella J and and Alex. They they asked all bad questions. There you go. Start to put the slim gyms so they're co opted on top of that. Can't believe that. That's very upsetting. Shy uh, Town Spurs. Speaking of sponsorship, I watched last night with friends who never watch wrestling. The mythical casual fan. The biggest takeaway was the sheer amount of corporate sponsorship and what a turnoff it was. Couldn't disagree. I mean. Listen, the Capital One spot with Jay and Liv Morgan, that commercial ruled because it was so stupid with Jay with the giant phones and stuff. Was that Jay or was it Jimmy? I forget who it was. It was Jay, it was Jay. wasn't it? I think it was Jay. Yeah, yeah okay, it was Jay. Yeah, just, and then Jimmy, uh, was, Jimmy, Jimmy was, was booked only for the sponsorship spot. Good for him. <laughs> like, the Ruffles thing with Pretty Deadly was a comedy spot. The, the Slim Jim car, all I could think about was how New Day probably <laughs> that like, stole the car from L.A. Knight and buried him in the desert somewhere. We don't know where L.A. Knight is and who has the car and who owns the car. I don't know. It didn't bug me. The Ruffles thing didn't bother me, although it bothered me that they didn't do a Ruffles spot in lieu of a thumbtack spot. That sucked. What are we doing here? How about that the women's war games advantage was determined by a ruffles poll and the men okay. got a match. So so here so I understand that that conversation. I understand I understand that feeling. I'm going to give you the other side of that and that is that women's war games match literally came together in like a week. I'm not going to tell you it was as important as the men's that went for a full 5 month whatever storyline. So Jamie, did you just hear what I heard, which was Joel say that women are not as important as men? I I heard that part. You know what else I heard? I heard that they could not do an advantage match on SmackDown because that would be an extra women's match to add to the show, Mm -hmm. and they didn't want to do that. And also, they might have had to have the heels win, which means Damage Control would have had to win, and they definitely don't want to do that. They definitely don't want to give Damage Control any victories. That's what I heard Joel say. That's what I heard, too. Joel Kahn is right. Listen to me. 
By the way, Jeremy, if you haven't watched, that could be either company too, which is really fun. I'm gonna let that happen. <laughs> I, just, I don't care. I thought the Ruffles thing was completely whatever. They they made a lot of money from it. I don't give a shit. Uh, of course, I don't. It's not my money. I don't give a shit. Uh, the the show on Friday, Jeremy. I know you were watching live. I know you were really tapped into it. That was probably one of our best episodes of In the Weeds ever. Wow, when oh I wasn't God. there. Thanks. That I means mean, a whole lot. Cool. I, people in the chat, people, people in comments said this was the best episode ever. I'm just letting you know. People, really- I heard that's because for the first hour, you basically said zero words, and so everyone loved it because of just that. Like, if you are here with the two of us and you are like, "Let me dunk on women and Jeremy," like, Kate, it's my show. We do this every week, and you tell me it's my show. It's Kate and Joel call it in the ring, okay? It's Joel and Kate call it in the ring. It's Kate and Joel. But it literally says JK. Uh, there's a picture of Miss Elizabeth on there. She is better than you. God okay. bless that lady. She's the best. <laughs> anyway, no, I, listen, it was a good episode. Jeremy, am was- I supposed to have a response to this? Oh, that's great, Joel. Good job. You had a you had a great show without yeah, should, me. Well, I, th- I thought Survivor Series was great. I also hate AEW. Like yeah. we see where yeah, your loyalties are. There you go. Same thing. The NWA is doing great content and everyone should be watching it on the CW every single When does it when does it when? Tuesday? Please. Yeah? It's on, there, on the app? Is it Tuesday? Every I, I, once a week you get NWA coming in hot. I spoke Good. with the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion uh this weekend. Ethan Carter the third? Yeah. My God. Yes. What did he many conversations with old EC3 this weekend. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> you, if you survived him and Cass, I think you deserve like a trophy. Oh, bless Cass. We were just walking around and he just like shows up, just like standing there. I'm like, oh, it's Cass. There he is. Just no matter wh- where Cassie. you are, Cass is going to be there. It's amazing. He's bless just him. casting all around. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. He gets you, you anywhere any you need friends? to be. What other friends did you see? Uh, save it, save it, save it for save it for tomorrow. All We're right. going to tell those stories tomorrow. God, you gatekeeping! Wow, look at this. I'm going to gatekeep it because that's what look I'm going to do. Ardu had sent another super chat saying, "Cat, okay, Kate, you're, Cat, you're wow, can't even say the name properly." All right, so Kate, it might be exhausting, but Eddie Kingston <sighs> is going to be Triple Crown champ. So just think about that when punk stuff drags you down. Jeremy, I don't know all, if that's true. Thank you for your clear and concise delivery of the words you just said and for getting my name right. That means a lot to me. Uh, I don't know if that's true either. This New Japan strong wrinkle, it's Kate's keeping is what it is. It is Kate keeping. I'm here to keep Kate. Someone had also said when we were talking about WrestleCade before, what about WrestleCade? And I was like, I like that. If I go to WrestleCade, I'm stealing that forever and ever. I don't know. It feels like it's Brian Danielson's to win, but like Brian Danielson showing up at a New Japan Strong show seems bananas, but also Brian Danielson showing up at a New Japan Strong show would still be like the eighth most insane thing to happen this year. So, <laughs> yeah, but AEW Triple Cam champion, you know, Kazuchika Okada, that sounds great. And then he can drop the title anyway on an AEW show because he's 0 3 so far. Well, ROH isn't a thing, so it, it doesn't. It doesn't actually matter. You think I feel like it will be the final battle at this point because it feels that way. The finalist of battles. I thought that the first time they were shutting down and yeah. they kept this going, but since they probably bought this for CM Punk and he left anyway. <laughs> Who knows? 
Kate, aren't you excited that Ronda Rousey is going to win the ROH Women's Championship? No, but no. I got to say, she looked all right in that tag match. And if they did floating women's tag titles that went across all three brands, and it was like her and Marina holding them, would not be mad about that. That would actually be a really good use of her and really, really cool. Um, she looked, she looked good. Need more titles. Well, if they actually had like any delineation between rosters, that would be cool. But she at least looked good. Like she looked like she knows how to wrestle, which was not what happened her second time around in WWE. She so. was so so done, and it was so entertaining. <laughs> I'm going to go on my bus. I'm going to mack on my baby, and then I'll see you at WrestleMania. We're going to what now? She is someone who, and I said this a lot, but to me. When she was in the ring with someone who could guide her, she was pretty good. And when it was her job to be the ring general, she was terrible. I think she was, people like forgot how green she was at this, at that time. And that seems to be true. Like she looked good in that tag match and she was in there with two people who knew what the heck they were doing. Um, and so I, I think that's a big difference maker. Like if you have Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey and like Shotzi, those are two different things no offense to Shotzi but I, I noticed that very early on in that second run because when she had the title it was like her responsibility to make other people look good and it, it didn't work but when she was in there with Charlotte that's a little bit of a cheat code in the ring I think so those matches look better but which is not surprising but there you go My can Ron we Razzle talk about up. my queen Charlotte Flair and her sure. picture perfect moonsault off of the cage where she wiped everyone out. She actually hit somebody. She really hit somebody with it. Boy, did she. EO posting the picture. Like, ah, like, how'd you get that bump right, right there in this? Meanwhile, EO's like, I did less damage with a garbage can on my body doing a fucking gross body. Listen, I hit accidentally my toddler with a fridge door that gave much less of a bump than that did to that woman's head. Okay. Joel doesn't think women are important. I'm hearing. Yeah, Joel doesn't think women are important. Joel buries you, and now Joel is taking out his toddler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, accidentally. Listen, this is what I put up with as a host every week. You, you, you're like, oh, why did the recording schedule get so spotty there for a while? Do you see what I had to put up with? Listen, the kid was was in front of me as I was trying to make dinner, and he starts going, starts pointing to the fridge, and I'm like, okay, okay, and then I go to open the door, and he doesn't like, he was supposed to move around. He that's all, that's what he does, and instead, so exhausted, he just bonk, and you, you just hear clunk, and he goes sits like sits down on his butt and just like doesn't freak out. He just starts crying, and I'm like, oh, shit. I felt awful. Steve Macklin is gonna get a huge pop for beating you up now, now that they know you hate women and children. No, he... No, I don't. Just Macklin. Joel, your problem is you expected the baby to, like, do something else besides just sit there. I understand, (laughs) like, oh, yeah, typically he moves around and stuff. You can't count on that. You can't count on the baby to just move. They typically move. He's smarter than he looks. Well, clearly, just let a fridge door hit him. So, are we? Yeah, no, that's his own problem. He's <laughs> idiot. What a dummy! <laughs> <laughs> you dumb baby, just stand there. 
Mary Angelica Pickles. Move out of the way, you dumb babies. Oh, well, the kid's fine. That's all that matters. He's, he fell right to sleep today. No concussion at all. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I think you maybe don't want him going Actually, to sleep. Actually, my favorite calls are from the daycare when they're like, he's okay. And I'm like, what did, what happened? What did he do? <laughs> my, so my kid loves books. Like he is, he's a voracious wannabe reader. He'll bring a book over to you. He wants to sit in your lap and read. It's delightful. Anyway, we get a call from daycare. He bumped his head. Okay. This is typical. They, they That's protocol. They'll tell you. We ask what happened. Was it on the playground? They're like, no, he was going to get his diaper changed. He had a, a, he had a book with him. He put the book down. He stepped on the book. He slipped on the book and he fell. And he bonked his head. And I said, oh, that sucks. And they said, yes. The irony in all of this is that to calm him down, we used the book that he slept on, that he slipped on and we read it to him and he calmed right down. <laughs> Why has your kid been in a more violent situation than War Games was last night? <laughs> because my kid is a walking war zone of a human. <laughs> you see my place? Oh, God. I adore it. Uh, yeah, so anyway. So CM Punk is back in wrestling. Uh, we got a super chat from Chris earlier saying that CM Punk, the biggest bigger hypocrite in wrestling, I guess the grass was greener in WWE. I don't think the grass was greener so much as he got fired from his last place. And uh, here, okay. And Jeremy and I are going to talk about this too. Triple H is, he brought back Bruno. You know, he brought back Warrior. He was by, by and large part of the larger conversations for two of the most do not talk to me ever again in WWE history it kind of stood to reason that punk would be the last white whale of the current do not talk to me ever again, generation of talent to come in. Is there anyone else you can think of that? Like triple H wouldn't want to extend the olive branch to other than Alex Riley. Hey, right. Um, well, I'll just say that. I think this is the biggest Bret Hart tribute spot that you can do is, uh, this exact thing. um, but I think as soon as Vince was like out of the picture again, that was the facade that needed to drop for him to have an excuse to come back. So I do think he, I don't know who's the biggest hypocrite. I certainly find it extremely hollow and hypocritical. Like, I I don't think there's anything that he can say tomorrow. That's going to make me feel like there's anything authentic about what he's saying anymore. Like, I'm not meant for the minor leagues, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get the AW called the minor leagues so many times in this run. And we're going to get such a... Sometimes you have to go other places to realize that you need to come home. And I'm not going to be here for any of it. Any of it. It's going to be so boring and inauthentic. To my... He's going to give the, the Star Wars, like, to my friends outside the galaxy. Oh, no, it's the Transformers. Heed my call. Come home. Earth is our new home. WWE is home. He's going to do it. He's going to do that. What if, what if he comes to the ring tomorrow? He sits down in the middle of the ring, you know, like he does, does the crisscross Indian sauce, applesauce, whatever it's called. Bliss cross cross applesauce. They were a tag team, Jeremy. Come on. Okay. He does that. He does that. And he goes, I got a lot on my mind. I've been saving up for this for a while. Hangman Page, come out here right now and fight me. And then time passes. Hangman doesn't come out. He goes, that's not cowboy shit. 
That's coward shit. And then he talks about whatever he wants to to talk about in, in WWE. I have no idea. But just just call it Hangman Page. Just, you know, so we all feel like, ah, ha, ha. We, the CM Punk we know and love is back. He's just calling out people from other company who's not going to show he, up. That has nothing to I'm, do with anything. No, he should say. 100% in on fight. that. He should say, I'm here to fight all of these young bucks. I'm here to fight all of the omegas of this company. I am here. And he's got to open the promo with, so what do you want to talk about no, while he's that. sitting? No. And then, then Cody Rhodes just be like, he'll look and be like, hi, Cody Rhodes. And then Cody, will be doing? being like, hi, good to see you. This is um, I like, I don't know what he could say that would sound authentic tomorrow. Like genuinely. What if, what if he apologized? What if he, I like I don't even think he was in the wrong with some of these stuff uh over the past 10 years. He was in the wrong with other with a good chunk of it, but the WWE stuff, the way that was handled, that was not all his fault. Like that was they did not handle that well. So that is largely what I'm talking about of uh what he's in the wrong about. What if he apologized? He's like over the last 10 years, I did a lot of growing. Uh, Triple H said that. He said he's, he's growing. If you don't grow in the last 10 years, you know, then what are we doing? It's like, did he, he grow the right way? Three months ago. <laughs> Was it like shrinkage instead of like growth that, that CM Punk had? Because I don't know if he necessarily grew. He, is he a grower or a shower? Is he going to apologize oh, or is he going to learn from the and grow from the experience? Bluetooth.com code fight either they way. They do not sponsor honest. this particular channel. We don't talk about them here. I'm just there's growing and showing is all I'm saying. But like that is, I had a tweet that like kind of took off to good and bad, whatever. But I retweeted that and was like, you're, you're hoping that he's a different guy than 10 years ago. Like he, I keep going back to not only did jungle boy not say anything of any consequence. And even if he had, that's not the way to react to it. He was about to open a show in front of 80,000 people with a storied rival in a rivalry that he created before he was in WWE or AEW in the UK. And he was set off that easily by Jungle Boy to the point where he put that entire show in jeopardy and lost his job. This is three months later, and he's still that same guy. And I understand that new environments can like freshen things up and change things and perspectives change, but like that also lasted eight months when he came into an entirely different company after being courted by Tony Khan for like two years. So like this, I grew so much thing. I, I just, I can't buy it and I can't buy any sort of apology either because I'm like, if you were that like that disconnected from the moment that you were in, before all in like i don't i don't buy that like you are someone who should be in a wrestling ring right now quite frankly like or that you're really that sorry because i'll put it this way if that guy got fired with cause and didn't fight it that video evidence is pretty damning that's really bad because that's millions of dollars that he is now not getting paid so again so Punk is a curmudgeon. We know this. And that's never been 
you know, that's never been part of the, the conversation that he's not. I think that the operations involved in both companies are so incredibly different that there are more people in WWE who are willing to say, Hey, why don't you just shut the F up? Like what? Not publicly, but like, just be like, why don't we just calm down? Like, why don't we go, 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 go do a sponsorship deal with capital one, go do a credit card spot, go, go talk to Larry for a bit. We hear on AEW that, you know, this is, this is the thing that I always go back to is Aubrey, uh, Aubrey Edwards saying we wear so many hats and we're a small company. We're a startup. You're going from a, from a startup mentality where clearly the fit wasn't there to going back to WWE where, yeah, there were a lot of issues at a very different time in the company's history where now they're owned by a much larger entity that could kind of tell them like, Hey, let's, let's maybe chill out a little bit. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that the, the two companies are so incredibly different in how they operate that there's going to be a different operating procedure for whatever happens backstage. He could be, I- he could be a problem. He could be a problem. I'm not putting that out. I'm not saying that he couldn't be, but I think that the way that they would handle it is going to be incredibly different than how AEW would handle it or how things were handled in AEW. I also don't think it's like, this is the way it should be. But I think there's also a lot of guys realistically. I mean, I guess Miro was backstage at all in and messing around with him or whatever, but like, you're not going to do that to Bronson Reed. Sorry. You're not going to do that probably to Drew McIntyre, who's already pissed at you. Like, it shouldn't be that way. But guys that can legitimately, I'll use the Jey Uso word, yeet his ass wherever they feel like. Like, there are people that he would get his ass beat in a fight with in WWE, I think. But also, to be like, honest. also let's keep in mind that, like, WWE is fine without him. It's one of those, like, cut, bait, and run we can be done with this thing. Like there's no, we're hedging our company or we're putting a lot behind the CM Punk machine. The CM Punk machine is just coming in house and it's going to supposed to operate within the WWE machine. That, that is inherently different than AEW that gave him a show after the first incident. They're not going to give him a Sunday night heat. If he goes and beats up Jey Uso on live TV or something, they're just going to be like, well, that's done. You're suspended or you're gone or whatever it is. We don't know what the conversations are and we don't know what the contracts stipulate, but we do know that WWE can easily cut bait and just be like, well, that's a release. We tried and it failed. And that's, we're going to retcon this. We're not even going to talk about it. We didn't get our Miz versus, uh, Miz versus Punk Saudi match. It's not happening. He's not going to beat, uh, he's not going to beat The Rock. It's not going to beat Roman. We're just going to keep moving on and Cody's going to finish the story. Easy as that. In the words of the great Alex Pulowski, it would seem the punishment of giving CM Punk his own show was not very effective. <laughs> I think they can save that, by the way. I think they can salvage that. And people want to talk about how do you fix AEW? What can AEW do to get hot again? Do a legitimate brand split because draft shows always pop a rating. And if you can actually adhere to it and stick to it, that's at least something you have done better than WWE where everyone just goes on every show at willy nilly when they want to anyway. So if you could actually stick to something like that, I think that's where AEW can find an inroad where I think there is a market for 
having two separate shows and it operating in sort of a, you know, Tony wants to talk about, oh, we're bringing back real sports elements of this with this tournament and stuff. Like that's what you can do with uh, two separate shows and operating them in that way. But I've been beating that drum for years and years and years. Well, you have an opportunity to do that too with the December 20th non-competes coming up. Like assuming you're going to get Mustafa Ali and Ziggler and maybe Shelton Benjamin, or maybe you grab um, maximum male models to try and get some extra juice going in the tag division because Lord knows that lost its way. Um, Like that could be a really fun way to then do your draft show is like we have this incoming talent. Where are they going to end up? That could be a really fun way to announce their presence. It's just like who's getting drafted where, and then all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler's drafted to collision. Like that's a really cool way to have some talent reveal. So I don't normally like that, but to your point, I don't, the reason I don't normally like brand splits is because they never lasted or never abided by in WWE. So if they actually did it, that would be something that's kind of cool. Like they kind of do it now anyway, with who you see on, on what show, they're just not very, you know, blatant about it there. It's not fully in your face of like, this person is on this brand. This person is on this brand. Like go for this it. Actually, a collider. Split. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, This like, person's a collider. Stick with it. By the way, Malachi black, he was the one that predicted the future. He's like, CM Punk's not going to save you tonight. FTR. And he was correct. CM Punk was in Chicago, not in Pittsburgh. So good old Malachi that, that the mist and is gone to his head. And now we can see the future. A little that's bit. True. So I think that's his real gimmick now. Was that because Jeremy? of Julia Hart? The misting? Was that? The, yeah. No, Julia Hart doesn't know what her mist does. It's it's how oh. people take it. So, you know, she, that those are her words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say to people all the time. It depends how you take it. That is what she said. But Jeremy, big question. Controversial question. No. Do you think Sam Punk's the devil? The the funniest outcome would be CM Punk, but legitimately at this point, the funniest outcome is Jack Perry. Jack Perry. <laughs> it re- I think it's Adam Cole. I, I said it on uh, Wednesday, whenever we did our show, Joel. Like I was like, I think it's Adam Cole. That seems to be where it's going. But Jack Perry is the funniest outcome. And I say that because I don't know how that would look as Jack Perry being the devil and with henchmen and everything that seems yeah. like a very odd thing to me. Even Adam Cole, like I, I love Adam Cole. I've always thought Adam Cole is a superstar player, but I don't know how he like looks with like kind of henchmen around him and that like you do undisputed era. That's one thing, but like Adam Cole is like the lead heavy. It's, it's a different vibe than Adam Cole, really amazing wrestler and a group full of amazing wrestlers. And he's the standout of them like a lead heavy is a different cast than an undisputed era vibe and like the devil is a lead heavy type of person and i don't adam cole seems weird to me on there but jack perry all if it's him that would absolutely be amazing if it is i would i would say bobby fish because him and the devil are the same age Fair. Lines I would love. They should bring. By the way, they should bring back old Big Dick Bob Fish. That should open Wednesday. Bob Fish calling out CM Punk and then being like, "Yeah, that's what I thought. CM Punk, you coward. That's coward not man. Punk shit. Punk. That's pussy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are Stu Grayson and the Dark Order? 
Oh, uh, I can tell you the answer to that. Stu Grayson will be seen next week on AEW Dynamite live from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Or Collision, whatever, the night before. I don't know when they're taping. Again, weird that they're taping Collision the night before, but here we are, Tuesday the 5th, and I think Wednesday the 6th. And uh, yeah, that's when you'll see Stu Grayson on one of those shows. Is Stu Grayson going to be on In the Weeds? I would love to have Stu in the Weeds. Uno has a a standing invite because we want to talk to him about mystery wrestling and, of course, AW stuff. Uh, But yeah, he's there. I, I do intend to ask Kip about being the last ever uh, reigning and defending BTE champion as of this writing. So we're going to talk to him about that. Oh, that will be good to talk to Kip about BTE. I saw a lot of people were upset about that potentially ending the way it's going to end, which I don't disagree with him. Like B- BTE is not, you, you'd probably think it was for me because it's just like bits and in jokes and stuff. Uh, but I, like, I just, I didn't have time to regularly watch it or I didn't commit time to regularly watch it. When I did, like there was some funny stuff and uh, my guys, uh, Jack Jameson and the Iron Savages are doing some fun bits on there right now. Uh, but like for what that show started as and what it accomplished, it does seem a little lame that like if this is how it ends with no actual finale or like message to the fans, it does it does I would understand why fans are like, yeah, this is this is a little off-putting. This is not like we expect a little bit more out of these guys with all the the time and years we've committed, and all this has meant to us and to them and to AEW. So I'm with them on that because I've seen a uh, shout out to Tag Talk Girls who are in tears over the way VTE is potentially ending, and it's like, yeah, I get I get their side, I get their side of things. Feels like a weird time to pulled out of fan favorite resource. Like if, yeah. if the young bucks didn't want to do it anymore, they should have handed it off. I feel like would have been the better idea because like that is something that your core fan base was excited about every week. And this does not seem like the time to be like, let's cut off that for people. It didn't, Instead. it wasn't doing much for me either. Like the stuff, you know, people are talking, well, you hate about, AEW. No, stop it. Let's, <laughs> let's drop that for just a second. I enjoyed BTE for certain parts of it. I usually wanted to see what the elite were going to do for, for bits. And of course the dark order stuff was really good for a long time. It got a little stale with the nothing but penis jokes, but whatever to each their own. There was some really good stuff in there. I would skip the Ryan Nemeth stuff every single week. I'm just putting that out there without fail. It would always be just skip, 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 skip. Uh, but there was a lot of really good stuff on, on the show with that in mind. It was getting a little stale for me as a whole. Uh, especially when it was like, well, we're going to this place and we're going to fly private and, oh, we're delayed. And then it's just weird inside jokes, not even inside jokes that are funny. It just became like, we're really curmudgeonous about whatever's going on. Like it's something, the vibe was off. And then Jeremy and I talked about it in the weeds where it's like, it felt like they were going to a different distribution plan with BTE where they started doling out the clips instead. It just felt weird. I didn't love it, but... I wasn't surprised that it was taken. I understand why they're doing it, especially if this is about the Young Bucks, you know, doing a big turning heel and maybe starting a new faction of some sort. It's like, if this is a turning of the corner, then it makes sense storytelling wise. But yeah, I get why others would be like, oh, this was a really big deal for, you know, almost 300 plus episodes. And I get it. So 
Yeah, How am right. I supposed to know where the Jacksons buy sneakers now? Is what I want to know. They so, gave up on that one months ago, too. When they were spending frivolously, fantastic. That shit was great. They're making a ton of money now that they resigned. Good for them. I hope they're happy. Have you heard about that? Have you heard about how much money they're making? NBA level money that they're making? Not as much. Ground ball rock level money? Basketball. Meet Norma sent a super chat. Kate, this is all you, partner. Oh, thanks for saying my name right this time. But sorry, I'm late. I'll do extra push ups. Have you all covered the triumphant return of our truth? Also, RIP BTE, what is Will Washington going to do now? Yeah, I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm sure Will's job is probably on the chopping block now that BTE is gone. Our um, truth did huge numbers for us yesterday. Like, we got tons of Fightful Select subscriptions because of the Our Truth return. We talked about it on the post show, you know, and that did tens of thousands of views more than it normally does. So, I just, I think we need to recognize the drawing power of our truth and the Tazawa ruffle shuffle. I think people are underestimating how important those returns were. And some other people showed up too, but it was our truth night. He legit looks great, by the way. He never doesn't He's look great. He's never aged. Come on. <laughs> never looked bad a day in his Bella. life. It's absurd. He looks great. My goodness. I only hope to look that great at that age. I hope to look oh. that great tomorrow god damn he's always looking good ruffle shuffle by the way i laughed so hard at that it's i was so good at this man oh, like amazing i want to not like it because i want to be like you should use him like to his potential but he's hysterical in everything that he does like I mean, it's a it's a uh it's a it's a reference to the the movie the uh the goonies yeah, the, the truffle shuffle, truffle shuffle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the first thing I thought of because I'm old, and I was just, like, just being like, yeah, doing the thing. Right, I got, I, I got it. it. It's still hilarious. Stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah. I agree with you. I just, I looked at, it, I was like, oh, they're they're doing this. This is fantastic. It was good stuff. If AEW did that, Joel would hate it. That's very true. Listen, very true. listen. If AEW got a ruffle sponsorship, I would talk about it. Instead, they're getting mushroom infused garbage drinks. Down about it. Wow. Wow. Hater. Burial of woo energy. They don't sponsor our show. Not even close. I think Jeremy knows uh, a certain legend who said that the haters are going to hate, 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 hate. And if that's not Joel Pearl to a T today. Today? It's like today and always. Seven days a week. By the today way, now that, now that it's happened, I guess now we have to say that the first CM Punk uh, feud should be against Nakamura because clearly that's who was being called out for weeks, right? That's just how it is. D- d- completely ignore the whole like this came together at the last second. Now it's like we got to do it. We're stuck. Kenta can't even come back. We got to we got to do CM Punk. I think if it was supposed to be AJ Styles, you stick with it. I think if it was supposed to be Karrion Cross, let's throw CM Punk in there. <laughs> I, I think it was, I think it's still supposed to be Cody. And I think it's a holiday feud to get through December and get to the Royal rumble or not to the rumble, but to the first uh, of the year. I told this to Jeremy. It's like, this is a very, like, we're just going to get through the rest of the year, have a hot feud for Co- not even a hot feud, but like a little mini feud for Cody. He's going to come out and he's going to talk about privilege and how Cody's dad did all these things and he doesn't deserve it. And then it's going to be Cody and Nakamura until they blow it off in a cage on New Year's Day. I really want Nakamura to win something ever, though, is my thing. So 
that's what I said. I was I like, you got to have Nakamura win at some point when it comes to this stuff. And he obviously ain't beating Cody. So. It's past his prime. It's fine. Nakamura just wants to surf. Let him surf oh. in San Diego after he loses the cage match. Now, this version of Nak rules. Um, Cody has to be everybody but Roman. And then Steven Jensen will just have the knife twisted and twisted and twisted and twisted. Do you think, do you think Punk coming back screws this up? Oh, I don't know if it does. I, I think the what I would do is Punk and Seth, and then still do Cody and Roman. I think that's the best choice moving forward. Um, I just think I don't know if Roman wants to work with Punk. I don't have the vibe that Roman is like copacetic with CM Punk. Not this version of Roman Reigns, who is like solidified. The, the power in the world. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think he, he sees Punk as like someone who, yeah, let me go out of my way to like appease this dude after all he's done and it after all I've done. For the the Paul Heyman angle is right there, but I don't think they're going to touch it. No, I don't think they can. Paul could be Paul could be the person in Roman's ear who could maybe get him to come around on it. But I think even Heyman is like, yeah, why do we need to do something like this? Like we're rolling with what we're rolling right now. Like I think even Heyman, I think most people understand this could go sideways very quickly because there is a history of this going sideways. So I think most people get that. I also think in the Seth looked like he was working last night with how like over the yes. top outrageous. Hold me back, was. Michael Cole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I think certain people get that it could go sideways, but they also understand like, Hey, while he's here, let's go ahead and make as much money as we can while he's here. But then there are guys like Roman who are just like, I'm not even going to put myself in this line of fire while I'm off doing enough great you. things without him. So they, if they want to go make their money on Raw, they want to serve you McDonald's. What's the saying? You, you can get your McDonald's over there. You want your filet mignon over here. I think Roman's going to stick with his his course that he's laid out, whatever scripted MLB innings he has. Um, but the people who the people who want to work with Punk and who see Punk as someone who can boost them and draw money with them. Like I think Seth does smartly, by the way, I ain't saying Seth is wrong about this. And I think they're going to end up making, making good money with that. But I do hope that punk wins and beats Roman or actually I want, I want Roman to beat punk. I think that's much funnier if uh, Roman wins. I and then, but regardless, I don't, Roman- I don't want Cody. I don't want Cody in the main event. So it, I control Jensen. My, I literally was just going to say, like, all of my punk being back WD, in WWE feelings right now, because I don't really have any right now, are like, what's the funniest way to stooge Jetson? Like, what is, and <laughs> oh. CM Punk beating Roman Reigns while Cody loses to some, like, loses to Gunther. Here's the worst. The worst they could do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Triple Steven Brett. Jensen, for putting this in the universe. He's not okay? watching. It's fine. I know. This is this could be the end of the spotlight. We might we would do one last show so Jensen could do his rant, and then he would never watch wrestling again. He's kind of admitted this, by the way. Yes. Night one, Cody beats Roman. Cody beats Roman to win the title, right? 
Punk beats Seth to win that title. Night two, unification match. Punk beats Cody. That would destroy Steven Jensen. And then out comes Brock Lesnar, who says, (laughs) I beat you once, CM Punk. No, 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 no. (laughs) Steven Jensen is going to be tortured for like at least eight months by a CM Punk title reign. (laughs) Oh, he's not going to watch. He's, I, I asked them because when we talked about CM Punk coming back, it's like, what if, because I did troll, I was like, what if, you know, CM Punk just beats Cody? If CM Punk ever beats Cody, I'm pretty sure Jensen's just like out Don't on wrestling. Like Uh-oh. any wrestling, he's just done. Absolutely done. Uh, if you want Jensen's thoughts on the CM Punk return, he did give them on the Weekender. I have not listened yet. But he absolutely did put it in his headline for the Weekender podcast on FIFOSlack.com. That's five bucks in the business. Vulturism saying, you mean to tell me Michael Cole holding Seth back is a work? No. First of all, you put some respect on Michael Cole's name. He's got, he's got that undefeated record. He's a, a veteran of foreign war correspondence. The man, the man deserves your respect. He's also jacked to the gills. Climbed a mountain with JBL one time. Y'all, y'all sleeping on Michael Cole. He was going to beat top dollar he was gonna do it that i actually do believe so Tom Dalla said so much yeah <laughs> they had a whole they had a whole thing the whole pitch planned top dollar was cool with losing he knows he knows michael cole is legit like that you know you don't want to fuck with michael cole that man's well, seen and heard and been through some shit man has seen it all i know that's right yeah he was he was all part of the uh 2019 having to call wrestling <laughs> he's 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 had vince mcmahon in his ear he knows what that's like you ever have a senile old man yell at you you got everything but the for three hours for three for five hours because he would do smackdown too for a while Ugh. so when cm punk beats cody rhodes for the unification match and then Braun Breaker comes up to answer an open challenge and CM Punk wins that. What happens <laughs> after that? Does he beat Carmelo Hayes? Does- do you think do you think Punk like three months from now? I'll give him three months. Three months from now he's doing his media tour, heading into WrestleMania and everything, and they're asked like, What's it like working with the young guys here at NXT? And then he tries to remember like who is actually young in WWE, and then he's like Fucking Dominic Mysterio never asked me for any advice. Who? What has Dominic Mysterio ever accomplished? What's this empty-headed dumb fuck ever done in wrestling? He's out here saying he doesn't take advice from people. You got me here. You you have Rey Mysterio here. <laughs> he doesn't take advice from any of these people. You think he just shoots on that? That's the only like young person I can think of who's on the main roster. Am I... Am I missing somebody? So, Dragon Lee. I mean, Dragon oh. Lee is a young, a okay. young child. Somebody in the Slack chat said, I know this uh, phrase gets overused, but CM Punk has a chance to do the funniest thing ever at this press conference, like yesterday. Like if he came oh. out bloody and just started shooting. I was so mad he was not there. I, I mean, was of course. so mad. But if he came out and was just like, these guys couldn't manage a target after being there for three hours, <laughs> I would have falling down he shows up with the spindrift and the muffins and he just oh my god i so this is actually bleeding for no reason like he he didn't even bladed he he comes out and he's still doing this (laughs) oh yeah 
after unifying the belts, he gets injured. Oh no. After Cody unifies the belts, he gets injured. Which no, it's a punk thing to get injured. No, Cody loses. Cody's Cody can't fine. win. Yeah. I mean Cody Cody gets injured or fake injured constantly. That's his entire character. So so this this is kind of the point that I was gonna make. And this is um with what Jeremy's talking about, you know, Punk saying, Oh, Dominic said this thing and he never took my advice. A lot of like that a lot of this got exacerbated by what talent from AEW were saying in outside of AEW appearances. Whereas like with WWE talent, that shit again, I'm going back to like the differences in the machine. That's just locked down. They're not doing random, you know, wrestling convention X society. It's so adorable that you think CM Punk can't create drama. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying he can't. I'm not believe me, I am not saying he cannot fabricate the drama out of something, but the opportunities in which to fabricate them are less public is what I'm trying to say. There, sure. There, there was nothing wrong with that Adam Page interview, and he just completely made it. There was it nothing wrong with it, but he had something public to go on, and enough people talked about it that it just became a stupid thing that everyone, including us, had to talk about because it was in the news. I think like a lot of trolls on the internet, CM Punk decides he hates someone, and then he finds a reason after. Like I feel like that happens with Sean all the time. Sean can publish anything. Yeah. And people are like, no, he's lying and wrong, and I hate that guy. It is weird. And I think it feels like Punk does the same thing. Um, feels like he will manufacture reasons to be mad. Um, which, God bless him for having the energy for. I'm, I'm too tired to do that. I save it all for my bits. We're uh, we're heading, I think, down some sort of home stretch. So get in your super chats, and get your get your jokes off like we are, and get your comments in. Because thanks I'm for hanging out, Jeremy. I, I'm I'm just stuck in this hotel room with nothing better to do. So I know, but I would have been do. stuck with this guy who takes out I, his that's piles really that I, on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna see that you, soon enough, and then you're gonna hit him with a fridge door by accident. I know, Jeremy. You want to come to Impact in Toronto? Um, is CM Punk gonna be there? Not probably, anymore. probably, um, yeah. Well, well, see, at least Kate's trying to sell me on going. He's like, okay, there's a chance he's showing All up. Right. All right, yeah. I'll well, he's, he's gonna be Bully Ray's uh, uh new tag team partner, <sighs> team Bully Ray CM3D, CM3D versus X Saber Jr. and Josh Alexander. It's gonna oh, be quick. In a in a little dinky arena in Toronto, owned by is it Zach Saber Jr. Is it Zach Saber Jr. Or is it Will Osprey? Both. Okay. At the same time, the, like the great the, British technical wrestler who's going to make AEW more structured <laughs> yeah. with his wrestling matches. I just want to make sure we we got the same right guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kyle Fletcher. Zach Osprey. Yeah. Zach Osprey. <laughs> Whatever happened to Kyle Fletcher? Is he yeah, is he so. good? Well, no, but you see, Tony gave him the graphic when he didn't have his tag team partner at 100%. So now it's just karma paying back. Wow. That's Joel wants awesome. the victory lap a man's injury. I know. Is what I, he's trying to do. Hater. I, actually hate hater? I actually hate that Davis got injured again. That really does suck. It's, uh, I, I wanted Kyle Fletcher to be a part of the, uh, the, the, Continental Cla- the Continental Classic, but... Clearly not the case. I do like the field for the most part. We've talked about it extensively. Hell, that that reaction video for some reason got a lot of views. But yeah, I I wanted Kyle Fletcher to be a part of it because I thought he's a standout singles talent that deserved an opportunity to have a bunch of you know breakout matches. You um just 
hate AEW though. So who's to say like where your booking motivations come from? I think actually Kyle Fletcher would have been a great guy that can eat some pins in this. If he hadn't like the story just before this tournament was announced was like him losing to Omega, him losing to Danielson, him like, like there were so many guys that it was just like, I lost to the best people in the world that I feel like if you then send him on, because he's not he's not winning that tournament, right? He's gonna have to eat some pins at a round robin thing. Like if it's him instead of Jay Lethal in there, I think you're starting to do more damage than good. But I I understand what you're saying. Oh, Dawson's family is only uh, only Will Hobbs at this point. That's it. Isn't Takeshita still part of the family? Nah, have Who's you seen Takeshita? him lately? That's a valid point. Uh, right? Out to Jericho and at DDT and never lived to talk yeah. about it. He went into he went into witness protection. Uh, Ryan Sully saying he saw a video of Drew McIntyre at a WWE event calling himself Big T. He's been calling himself that for a yeah. long time, and I've said this on In the Weeds. My respect level for Drew McIntyre went way up during the pandemic when he was doing all of these Zoom interviews, and every time he saw it, his Zoom window name was Big Mac. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that was the best shit ever. I love Drew. He's yeah, fantastic. Man. I hope I hope he tries to fight CM Punk. He should just come out and just shoot on Punk tomorrow. Punk. One Claymore and Punk <laughs> is concussed and out for eight months. I love I love that Punk is back. I, I, I've said this on In the Weeds, and Joel tried to argue with me about it because Joel just hates everything. Yeah. Why do I hate, hate everything? Because you do. Punk brings this like level of chaos that is just like unmatched in wrestling. I ain't saying it's always good chaos because him trying to work himself into or shoot himself into a work with the young bucks and counterfeit bucks and all this stuff. Like it ain't always good chaos when he's on screen calling out hangman page for no reason served no purpose, did nothing but poison the well backstage but it's chaos. And as someone who has no ties to any of these people, and I just want everybody healthy to put on a fun wrestling show for me, I love the chaos that he creates on screen. It makes and your it days gets, more eventful. I mean, oh, you're writing does. articles that are way more exciting. <laughs> it does. It does. I love the chaos this man brings. By the way, the, uh, the, the big D promo we just talked about, he does reference walking out of Survivor Series last night. So like oh, I gotta send this yeah, to me, someone. I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> Jeremy's yeah. like, oh no! Look at these work. assholes creating work for me. Work to do. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the game. Uh, where where are you? Where's Time Jeremy? to play the game. Look at these. Where's this where's, jerks? Where's Jeremy Lambert. So where's how about it got taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law, and then like. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yeah, he makes reference to to the walkout. So there you go. Uh, someone's asking why do Punk and Roman have issues? Well, Punk went on a podcast with his former best friend and talked about putting over Roman Strong and taking problem having problems with that. And then Roman was like, "Well, look at me, bitch. I'm number one in this entire world now, and look at you." So they haven't really seen on to eye eye to eye. But it's been it's been ten years. That's another thing. It's been almost ten years, and like conversations and people can change. I don't know how much, but they can. I think there's that. I think it was all part of, you know, oh, we had to put Roman over strong. I think there's part of Roman that doesn't like that Punk suggested Chris Hero for the Shield. And I could just be projecting stuff here. But Punk has always said, like, you know, I thought it should have been Hero type of thing. And then mixed with the comments of, oh, all we did was put Roman over. There's a very 
not even underlying of like they chose Roman as their guy. So we had to do whatever we had to do to get Roman over. Like no matter what we said, even though I wanted Chris Hero, they were picking Roman. They stuck with Roman, 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 Roman. And Roman heard all of that. And obviously for a while, they did choose Roman as their guy, but Roman was not that guy that they wanted to be. Now he is that guy. Now Roman is mafia boss of like, all right, I remember all that shit of, yeah, they chose me and maybe it didn't work at first. Maybe you didn't help with that, but now I'm here, bitch. And now I've done all of this. And so he ain't talking anymore about this. I tripled the length of your world record setting title reign is like a promo that we'll never get. Probably that should happen. Like there's there's such a built-in story with so much of this stuff. And that's why, again, like if, if they can work, and they're good. Santana Ortiz, right? It's a different level, but like on the same plane, if two people who just do not get along can work and know how to tell a good story, I'm all about it. Ricardo There's says, also, love oh, you all. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Ricardo, and to everyone in the chat. It's, it's officially the holiday season. Let's also take note of like, why does Roman not like punk? Well, Seth Rollins doesn't like punk. John Moxley doesn't seem to like punk very much. Like maybe they're just legit friends and they're just like, you're a dick to all my friends or whatever. Like there very well could be some stuff there, but who knows? Who knows? I think Seth, I mean, we, we've talked about it. I think Seth is working and I think Seth is smart enough. He did it with Riddle and Riddle actually like made or at least Riddle's wife at the time made the comments about Becky and Riddle de- defended it and stuff. The Seth stuff, as I did see people asking, like, what happened with Seth? It's a little weird in that it started because Seth was trying to shoot himself into a work. At least from what I recall of Punk was on backstage and then Seth did the call out of, like, CM Punk fight me. Like, even said it on Raw. He's like, where's CM Punk? Like, he's, he's on backstage and he sent the tweet. And Punk was very dismissive of that. And I think that rubs Seth the wrong way of like, oh, I was just trying to work. And it's hilarious now where Punk, years later, tries to shoot himself into a work. And people are very dismissive of that. And it, hey, it rubbed them the wrong way. Why? Why won't you work with me, guys? And look what happened there. So I, that's where it sort of started with Punk and Seth. Is I think Seth was trying to work. Punk kind of blew him off and did a bunch of stuff. And then, yeah, stuff happened with, with AEW. I I think Moxley and Seth have a like fine relationship. Uh, obviously not road buddies anymore, but it seems like they keep in touch a- enough. So, uh, and then there's just the stories about punk are what they are, right? Like we, we don't, there's the stuff we know. And then there's stuff that who knows what else is out there, but the stories about punk are what they are. We've seen what's gone down with that. And I'm sure that just rubs Seth the wrong way a little bit. But I also think that Seth realizes like, we can make money, you know, as long as we keep it professional in the ring. What? Let's let's do this. Before we head out, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this. Becoming a parent really does change a lot of perspectives, and I'm not saying that everyone's perspective changed entirely when when they have kids. Yeah, right. I hit my kid with the refrigerator door. Changed my perspective entirely on whether or not I ever want to have another kid. But the point I'm trying to make here is that 10 years ago, Seth didn't have a kid. He was not married. Mox did not have a kid. He was just starting a relationship with Renee. Roman was married. I think maybe they had a kid. But like, 
it was early and now he's got like 15 of them. It changes. You do change as a person when you have children. Punk has Larry. Thank God for Larry. Keeps him grounded, makes him happy. He's got ape, makes him happy. Hopefully she shows up at the Royal Rumble this year and beats the shit out of everyone. And then gets eliminated by Cora Jade on route to having a whole long feud for the next six months, regardless of what happens. People do change over those 10 years. So I am, I'm looking forward to how this plays out. Cause I am a, just a guy watching wrestling and talking about it on the internet. But I, you know, Again, I'm excited, and I think I also echo Kate's feeling about, like, let's change it up a little bit, because I do hope that they do a little bit of that with this next Punk run. You are you don't want to see CM Punk just, like, hanging out with fans in Chicago, looking around, because I'm so sick of watching Punk look around various arenas in the Chicago area. Never been in this one before. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying, if the story is true, Punk claims he wanted Chris Hero in the shield and not Roman. I think Roman never let that go if the story was true. And there you go, Jeremy, if you want to add to that. I mean, the story is true. I will give you the word for word story of what CM Punk said in a podcast that you can Find if you dig really, 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 really deep on the internet because it is erased from history because of all that it led to. Yes, I'm talking about the Colt Cabana episode. But he said, what happened at the time, WWE head writer, he called me up and was like, hey, nobody knows you're going to turn heel. We want to be, we want to stick a stable with you. Punk said, I'm willing to do a heel stable. Why don't we pick three guys from FCW that are already, that are ready instead of using two guys? You know what I mean? Punk said, Ambrose, Rollins, Chris Hero. They wanted Roman Reigns. They came to me and they were like, what about Roman? It wasn't my hill to die on. I said, sure, because it made sense to me. So he he did say sure with it. That was the Shield debut. You know, they helped Punk against Ryback. He did say sure when it was with Roman and everything. But Punk initially picked Chris Hero. Chris Hero has said, and, and I believe this, that, that he was never told about this. He was never told about like, hey, you're going to be part of the Shield. That it was like never pitched to him. Or anything like that. It was just, it seemed like it was a punk got asked, Do you, we're thinking of putting you with a stable? What do you think? Punk said, I would like these three guys. They said, What about these two in Roman? Punk said, Sure. That seems to be the, the extent of it. Punk again also made the comments of like, They wanted me to put over Roman. It was go out there, make Roman look good, make sure Roman gets this in, make sure Roman gets that in. So punk had more to say about Roman than just, I wanted Chris Hero. That was who, my original pick. They picked Roman. I said sure. So, and there's a lot to it that might get lost in over over the years. But that's what Punk said in 2014 when it when it came to Roman Reigns on a magical Thanksgiving Eve when nobody had any work to do. CM Punk created a shit ton of work for a bunch of punks. Thanksgiving and Punk just like. What are we so doing here? He's not yeah. like a big gratitude guy for someone who goes around wearing like PMA <laughs> shirts and stuff. Like, well, like the gratitude is his presence, right? My presence is presence alone. So that's just who CM Punk is. CM Punk gives thanks, you know, every other day of the year. But actual Thanksgiving, he's like, all right, let me fuck some stuff up the- today. <laughs> Everybody give thanks to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. A holiday that's really like the ultimate forbidden door, honestly, you would think. 
Uh, remember Biggie saying Rhea was going to put him in the Roman spot of the group, Wilchism? I don't know what this is about. Biggie said Rhea was going to put him in Roman spot. I, yeah, you're going to have to put more clarity. Is about Biggie returning to the Judgment Day? About time. Uh, judgment, judgment Day is typically spelled without the E in judge. So you could just make it Judgment Day, but then put a big E in it. There it is. There it is. Like gonna, is um, Davy uh, Priest ever going to cash in? Last night was great. I love that someone. I guarantee you that they were not thinking of doing that tease until a bunch of people started being like, "What if?" And then they were like, "It's all you, eh?" It's not okay. Regardless, I I thought it was interesting the way they tried to do it. I I don't know what's going to happen with this cash in anymore. I just don't. It's it's just now we're getting to the too many teases category. So who knows. Uh, CM Punk should steal the briefcase, yeah, and then yeah. open it up, and then he pulls out the real AEW World's title, and then yes, and then there's a unification um, match yeah. between Sasfeld and Punk's match. <laughs> what <laughs> happens? What happens if Punk shows up tomorrow night on Raw, and he pulls out, and he comes out with a red sack on his back, and he's like, "No, I'm not Santa Claus, but I've got something even better in this bag." And he pulls out that X'd out AEW title, but they Good. can't show it. They have to blur it like 91 Ric Flair and WWF with that WWE with that WCW title. What if they do that? I Good. would be all for it. I want this chaos. I want Punk to come out tomorrow. I want him to have the AEW world title. I want him to even say, I know Raw's negotiations are still ongoing. I know that the, the contract expires. You got SmackDown settled. You got NXT settled. I know my pal, my pal Zaslav. He calls me one bill Phil. I hear Raw needs a new home. Here they're not happy with the other wrestling that's on that channel. And because the real world champion is on this channel. Maybe I'll call up my pal Zaslav and see if we can't negotiate and get Raw a new deal for the next five years. That's what I want. Give me the chaos out there. Give me, give me all this insider shit that no one actually cares about, but it pops me and it leads to dorks arguing online all day as I ignore it and get work done. That's Wait what I want. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? What was the story? It was the Rock when they were filming Fighting with My Family called yeah. CM Punk at the Staples He's Center when they Larry. were filming? They got to do that shit again. It's got to be Punk being like, "You guys want me to call the Rock right now and see if he can beat Roman Reigns." Yeah. Do that. Oh my God. We got to run that shit back in the worst. I want that too. I want him calling Zaslav on air. Call. Call TK call, on air. Call Dwayne on air. Call, call, call TK. Could you, on imagine, could you imagine if he called TK on air? Tony Khan promotes it. He's like, we've got a great phone call with CM Punk coming up next on Dynamite. I'm in. He would find a way to make that a dynamite segment. He would. I've licensed the foot. He'd have a huge announcement, and it would be like I talked to CM Punk. It would it be a huge announcement or a very important announcement? An important announcement, or we'll hear from Tony Khan. Yeah, a huge, mega important announcement from Tony Khan. Shit, that's a level seven. That's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, the show completely devolved into this. I'm gonna address this. The guy who literally complains about doing more work. Me complaining about work is a work, everybody. It's right. It's a shoot. It's about drive. It's about power. 
Jeremy works harder than anybody. Enormous announcement. Oh, that's a... What if... What a if? monstrosity of an announcement, I tell you. A monstrosity, I say. That's a Tony Storm announcement. What if, <laughs> what if they do the enormous announcement and they sign the spot? We don't have a sponsorship with these people, but they sign the sponsorship with Blue Chew. And it's like, if you want to have an enormous announcement in, a, in the bedroom, bluechew.com. Use the code FIGHTFUL. I think it's really cool they would use our our code and not their own. That rule. (laughs) They're bad at sponsorships if that's what they're doing, but I'm I'm here for that all day. Listen, it's a $25 deal. They they can do whatever they want. Just pay shipping. Just pay shipping. Tell me when I'm telling lies. (laughs) I don't even know the stuff that I'm saying. I'm just like, you know. Chaos. That's all I, I just want. The chaos. Give me the chaos. Give me punk. Just being chaotic. Chaotic CM Punk. <laughs> they fired Punk. Nobody said they fired the Golden Vampire. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like. They that. should have someone come back into the Golden Vampire magazine. It'll or, be. It'll be uh, Danielson. <laughs> oh, there you go. Danielson said he wants to do it. Work a completely different style. Danielson could. He could easily wrestle a CM Punk. Are you kidding me? Brian Danielson was wrestling CM Punk matches like 20 years ago. He's upgraded the system way since then. He could have a CM Punk match in his sleep. Brian Danielson was like, I have half an arm, but I'm going to come back and wrestle a strap match better than anybody. Bless him. What a A goat right there. Very sad. I did not get to see him this weekend. Very sad. they, They never sent anybody in his place, huh? Not unless you count people who are already supposed to be here. I saw Billy Gunn today. Maybe he was like the person they the sent. The one? This place, the one, Billy Gunn. He what? was scissoring people. If anybody wants to write that story, Billy Gunn scissoring at wrestling events. That's headline news. So where do you think the ice cream bars will come in? Cleveland on December the 11th? Oh, I got to go to that show. Yeah, now you do. Yeah, it's raw. I'm only bringing the raw shows up because I don't think Punk's going to be working SmackDown. Uh, I mean, he could, but well, yeah. we'll see how much he doesn't get punched in the head on Raw. He might, he might be on SmackDown sooner than you think. Uh, or will it be on the San Diego episode on New Year's Day? I'm trying to look at. Oh, maybe New Orleans on on the 22nd going into to Rumble. I mean, San Diego would make more sense from like a climate perspective. What if Punk wins the Rumble and they give out ice cream bars at the Amelie Arena oh, the next night cool. in Tampa? I'm for it. And then he says, I don't want Roman Reigns. I want Seth freaking Rollins. And then what if Rollins- he calls out John Cena? What if he calls out John Cena? And then they have a triple threat for Seth's title. And Punk pins Seth anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just messaged my my lovely wife. That's I was Gina? like oh. Rawls in Rawls in Cleveland on December eleventh. She's like, we have to go. Any show he's on could be the last show he's on, so we need to go. <laughs> She's awesome. She's accurate with that depiction, yes. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, CM Punk is going to show up at Stand and Deliver. He's going to teach. You know what, though? Here, this is how you bring in CM Punk. You have him as Jade Cargill's mouthpiece. <laughs> Let them tag team for a while. Uh, he loves Jade. Jade I in the shade. Jade. Yeah, Jade. That's a tag team name. 
uh, Jade posted the photo of them together to Comic Con, like right after he signed, or, or maybe this morning, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Anyway, let's get out of here. I'm done. I want to go. Ha- I want to go home. Uh, Jeremy, wow. you want to? You pl- <laughs> that was fast. Do you want to plug anything, Jeremy, before tomorrow morning? Uh, watch everything Kate does. She would not have any of this without me. <laughs> it's an accurate. I'm gonna. I'm accurate. gonna get a text. Three minutes after we get off that stream that says, you've earned everything that you've worked for. <laughs> um, and watch In the Weeds tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. We have, we're scheduled to have Kip Sabian uh, on the show. So it wasn't even three minutes after air, was it? <laughs> it was so fast. After- <laughs> There's a long going bit of Jeremy doing this. And then immediately texting me whenever he makes that joke. And I'm like, Jeremy, it's A, it's a little bit true, but B, like, it's fine. I get that it's a joke. Uh, watch watch In the Weeds. I'm very excited to have Kip Sabian. I, I really hope we still have Kip Sabian on tomorrow. I'm always scared with this stuff. If anyone from AEW is watching, we're just fucked. Look in <laughs> our this eyes, isn't the show. Don't worry do about see? it. <laughs> We oh, are God. fucked if anybody from AEW is watching. <laughs> no, we'll be fine. They just know we're a bunch of chaos demons, but we're going to ask respectful media questions of Kip's. Well, yeah, it's not like you guys are eating Slim Jims or pickles. You're respectful <laughs> members of media. Let's not talk about Wednesday's show. Kate, why don't you go ahead and tell the people what you're doing? You can find me taking advantage of all the opportunities that Jeremy's created for me here on Fightful. <laughs> <laughs> Sundays here on Overbooked, Mondays on Select, Tuesdays doing your NXT post shows, Wednesday on the Mark Order talking all things all elite, Thursdays and Fridays on the main channel as well talking ROH for some reason, and Fridays talking some SmackDown. Funny story, I might actually be seeing Jerry Lynn in a month. So, uh, Jerry, oh my god, that's a thing. hilarious story. I mean, I got to talk to him about how he feels about the dirt sheets. Oh yeah, he's not a fan. He doesn't like people leaking stuff. Well, we'll see about that. Anyway, I am Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R. I'll come and check us out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, going in the weeds again. Kip Sabian, scheduled for tomorrow, 10.30 Eastern. So come and join us. Kate and I will maybe be back next week and make it five weeks in a row. We'll see how that goes. Joel and Kate at eight? Who knows? Just such calendars. Could happen. We might even do a live episode. We're we're both in the same room together. Who knows? I don't know about that. We'll see. It's it anyway. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we will see you in the next one. Cheers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.